0: Yeah, item 481, April 30th, 2019, iOS 12.3, betas 3 and 4.
1: Welcome to Today in iPhone. I like it a lot. Today in iPhone.
2: Hey, go Oh yeah!
3: My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of
0: my hand, and that I do everything with, and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by StoryWorth. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash TII. Welcome to the show. I'm host Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First, I want to thank Jeff for sending the music here in the background. Jeff wrote I Rob made this song called Dead Alive with my iPhone 4S using GarageBand app. And for free downloads and more music, follow me at J 6 on Twitter. Guards, JeffJ. Well, thanks, Jeff, for sending the music along. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. Also, want to thank Beth for sending in the artwork for today's show. Beth wrote the following: "Hi, Rob. Here is a photo taken of the Domain Apple Store in Austin, Texas. Regards, Beth L." Well, thanks, Beth, for sending this in. I'll be in Austin, middle of May, to talk about podcasting. Folks, you can see this artwork and the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 41 or at instagram.com slash today in iOS and also at facebook.com slash today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music that you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at today in iOS at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. Back on April 23rd, Apple rolled out iOS 12.3 beta 3 to devs this, from most reports, was about bug fixes and optimizations. Actually, that was from all reports, as I could not find anything listed new anywhere in any report. And that means for iOS 12.3 beta 4, released on the 29th, more of the same, bug fixes and optimization, nothing new feature-wise. I installed both, and I have not seen any issues with either. So if neither betas 3 or 4 of iOS 12.3 had any new features... It's almost certain that watchOS 5.2.1 betas 3 and 4 will, you guessed it, be focused on just bug fixes and optimization. Okay, so if iOS and watchOS latest betas had no new features, what are the chances that tvOS 12.3 betas 3 and 4, or 4, would have new features? Pretty much exactly what you would expect, zero chance and it was all about bug fixes and optimizations for them as well. But it was nice to see quick updates. We are getting closer to that May launch of the Goldmaster for all of these. If you are listening to this podcast via Overcast, and quite a few of you are, Marco, the developer, updated the app to include podcast clip sharing. The clips can be up to one minute long, and you can share them as video or audio. According to Marco, quote, Podcast sharing has been limited to audio and links, but today's social networks are more reliant on images and video, especially Instagram. Podcasts need video clips to be shared more easily today. You can now share clips up to a minute each from any public podcast. Simply tap the share button in the upper right corner, unquote. Some podcasters think that the clip sharing feature out there are for them, the podcasters. But reality is, if I put a link in any of my social media streams saying there is a new episode, or I add a video, or I just add a simple, quote, ep 481 is live, unquote, there will be basically no difference on downloads. Because my social media stream, well, it reached my audience. Where tools like this from Overcast are most, and really only, effective is when you, the listener, use the tools to let your friends and followers learn about something they would otherwise not have paid attention to. I'm not trying to downplay this. Quite the opposite. I am glad Marco is putting these tools in the hands of the listeners, because really, in the hands of the podcasters, all they are doing is preaching to the choir, but just louder. If you, as a listener of this show, wind up sharing a clip from this episode or any other TI episode, let me know. Like, maybe even the past minute, where I say these tools are for listeners, not for podcasters. Apple got beat up a little bit the end of April by the New York Times for pulling some apps that the New York Times and then a lot of bloggers just assumed were pulled because they competed with Apple. The issue was around the apps that limit iPhone and iPad usage and being competitors to screen time. However, Apple wanted it to be known that is not. Why they yanked the apps. Actually, here are Apple's words on this. Quote, Apple has always believed that parents should have the tools to manage their children's devices' usage. It's the reason we created and continue to develop screen time. Other apps in the App Store include Balanced Screen Time by Momentum Health and Verizon Smart Family, give Parents, the power to balance the benefits of technology with other activities that help young minds learn and grow. We recently removed several parental control apps from the App Store, and we did it for a simple reason. They put users' privacy and security at risk. It's important to understand why and how this happened. Over the last year, we became aware that several of these parental control apps were using a highly invasive technology called MDM, Mobile device management. MDM gives a third-party control and access over a device and its most sensitive information, including user location, app use, email accounts, camera permissions, and browsing history. We started exploring the use of MDM by non-enterprise developers back in early 2017 and updated our guidelines based on that work in mid-2017. MDM does have legitimate uses, Businesses will sometimes install MDM on enterprise devices to keep better control over proprietary data and hardware, but it is increasingly risky and a clear violation of apps or policies for a private, consumer-focused app business to install MDM control over a customer's device. Beyond the control that the app itself can exert over the user's device, research has shown that MDM profiles could be used by hackers to gain access for malicious purposes. Parents shouldn't have to trade their fears of their children's device's usage for risks to privacy and security. And the App Store should not be a platform to force this choice. No one except you should have unrestricted access to manage your child's device. When we found out about these guidelines violations, we communicated these violations to the app developers, giving them 30 days to submit an updated app to avoid availability interruption in the App Store. Several developers released updates to bring their apps in line with these policies. Those that didn't were removed from the App Store. Apple has always supported third-party apps on the App Store that help parents manage their kids' devices contrary to what the New York Times reported over the weekend. This isn't a matter of competition. It's a matter of security. In this app category, and in every category, we are committed to providing a competitive, innovative app ecosystem, There are many tremendously successful apps that offer functions and services similar to Apple's in categories like messaging, maps, email, music, web browsers, photos, note-taking, apps, contact managers, payment systems, and podcasts, just to name a few. We are committed to offering a place for these apps to thrive as they improve the user experience for everyone, So yeah, what Apple said. But really, folks, if you are an app dev and Apple says they are going to pull your app, um, they're going to pull your app, not your leg. In other Apple news, Apple said it's trying not to kill you. And this has to do with Apple's, quote, voluntary recall of AC wall plug adapters designed for use primarily in Hong Kong, Singapore, and the United Kingdom. In very rare cases, affected Apple 3 prong wall plug adapters may break and create a risk of electrical shock if touched Unquote. This is for wall plug adapters shipped with Mac and certain iOS devices between 2003 and 2010, and were also included in the Apple World Travel Adapter Kit. To date, Apple is aware of six incidents worldwide, a sign of goodwill, Apple has carved the names of each of those six people into marble plaques that have been placed on the edge of the reflecting pond on Apple's spaceship campus. If you think you could be impacted and don't want your name on the seventh plaque, then look for the link in the show notes. I want to thank StoryWorth for sponsoring today's episode. I'm an actual StoryWorth customer back from 2016 when I first purchased this for my father and then later for my mother. StoryWorth is where they will send you or someone you choose a different question each week, and then at the end of the year, they pull it all together and make a very nice hardcover printed book with the answers. I mentioned previously, I could see my mom was a little jealous dad had a book, so we got it for for Mother's Day last year. How it works is pretty simple. 1. Purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. And and by the way, you can love yourself. 2. They simply reply to this email with their story, or they can answer in the app or on the website, and even upload photos. All stories are private, and only shared with family that you choose. 3. After a year, their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. When the questions are done and the hardcover book is ready, you can then purchase additional books. So if, like me, you do this for someone who is a grandparent, then you can buy copies for each grandchild, who can then pass them on to the great-grandkids, and the great-great-grandkids, and so on. This is a great legacy book that will be passed on to future generations. If you are looking for a great last-minute Mother's Day gift, and one that keeps giving for a whole year, StoryWorth is something I highly recommend. Go to StoryWorth.com slash TII to save $20 off the purchase price. Again, go to StoryWorth.com slash TII to save $20. Always fun when you get a sponsor that you are already a customer of.
3: Hey Rob, it's Matt from Wisconsin. How are you? I don't know how long this has been around, but last night, I'm over here at my girlfriend's house, and last night my phone announced several times that there was lightning lightning detected near my location, and it was storming pretty moderately that night, and I'd never heard that before. I'm going to ask you listeners, or if you know about it, please let us know when it came about. Did that come with a version of iOS 12? Because I'd never run into that before. It's a neat little thing, but I'm just curious. Talk to you later.
0: Matt, thanks for the message, and I'm offended. You made it sound like you knew I wasn't going to know the answer to it ask the audience, and then, oh, by the way, if you know it, you can answer it. Well, it just so happens, I don't know the answer. So if anyone would like to answer this question, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot us email to todayinios at gmail.com. But Matt, my guess would be it wasn't actually the weather app that was doing it. You probably have a third-party weather app that you have some notifications set on. Uh, But when you look at the stock weather app, there's not even a place in the settings app to change anything for the weather app. It's not even listed in the settings app. So I don't know which one it is. My guess is the n- lightning notifications you're getting are probably coming from a third-party weather app that you might have installed. But if I'm wrong and if someone knows anything about this and getting it through the stock weather app, let us know. Give us a call or shoot us an email. Into the email bag where you go. Hi, Rob. Running the latest version of iOS, and on an iPhone 7, I go to Settings, Touch ID, and Passcode, and enter my passcode. I then try to toggle iTunes and App Store to on, but it just won't stay on. Keeps reverting to off. Any ideas? Thanks, ALF in the UK. And ALF, I'm going to throw this one out to the audience. If anyone can help ALF on this please give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206 Moondog dog or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com.
1: Hello, Rob, this is Steve from Virginia again. As I'm listening to the episode, you asked about a wireless charger. Uh, I also posted about this on the MeWe forum, but uh, I did a Kickstarter a while ago called Unravel, and it is a three-pad charging device, and it has an option for a case that AirPods 1 will plug into, and in this case, will also wirelessly charge your AirPods as well. We have two of them that I did with the Kickstarter. My son's Apple Watch 3. I have Apple Watch 4. My wife has 4. And then AirPods. I have AirPods 2. My wife has AirPods 1. My son has AirPods 1. But with those cases that they stick them into, they're able to wire and charge on the pad as well. The only issue we ran into within the three weeks we've had it is that my wife's watch has not charged a couple of times, but we're pretty sure it's because the cats like to walk all over the furniture on her side of the bed, and they tend to move it move the watch off the pad so like you mentioned in some of the other ones it may have a sweet spot or maybe the magnetic doesn't lock it in place enough to keep it charging but the cat's moving every once in a while you know she's had a couple issues but my son and i have not had any because the cats don't go in our room or stay on my side of the bed i would recommend checking out the unravel case it seems travels well we took it to a out of town for a family trip and um it worked just well the little case it comes with locks it down, and we haven't had any issues so far i really enjoyed it that's my feedback on unravel case thanks again for the podcast have a good day
0: Steve, thanks for that. And folks, if you're looking for that, you can search for Unravel, U-N-R-A-V-E-L, and then just search for Unravel Kickstarter. So space Kickstarter, and you'll be able to find that project. Thanks again, Steve, for the heads up on that. Spring is in the air, and it means it's time to really kick the iPhone 2019 rumors into gear. First up is a boring one and that is the 2019 iPhones likely will come with a faster 18-watt charger and lightning-to-USB-C cable in the box. And this is boring because it's really more of a finally rather than a wow, you think? You are paying over a grand for many of the new iPhones. The least Apple can do is put a fast-charging power brick and USB-C cable in the box. Really, Apple not much to ask literally not much to ask now sadly we did hear the same rumor a year ago so it might just be on a yearly refresh until it happens mode type rumor but really apple it should have happened last year and definitely should happen this year staying with iphone rumors the 2019 version of the iphone 10r is supposed to come this year with dual cameras this is coming from supply chain reports of course this rumor runs headlong into the other rumors saying that the iPhone 10R will go away and that Apple will introduce a new version of the iPhone SE which then would become the low-cost version of the iPhone. And then there is the rumor that the 2019 version of the iPhone 10S and 10S Max will go to triple cameras on the back. I mean, well, if you're going to say the 2019 10R gets two cameras, then the 2019 10S and 10X Max have to go to three cameras. Of course, other rumors say, forget those rumors for 2019. It's going to be the same exact physical layout, iPhones-wise, that is, as 2018. Except everyone gets a better antenna, or internals, better cameras. So 100% focus on internal upgrades while keeping the outside the same. One of those updates, FYI, is 5G thanks to the last episode's mention of Apple and Qualcomm coming to an arrangement an agreement for 5G chipsets and patents and licensing. The latest rumor of all the same on the outside seems, well, most likely. If you combine it with 5G and the faster charger, because if you are going to 5G, you will want the faster charger. So if I was going to say, looking at the latest rumors, which ones I'm leaning towards? I'm leaning towards the 5G with the higher, uh, faster charger and USB-C cord. But everybody on the outside, all the iPhones, the iPhone 10s, 10s Max, and 10R, all identical from the outside. Just new chips, new internals, but basically the same on the outside.
3: Hello, Rob. I'm calling in reference to the question about family share plan and credit cards and stuff his topic was the news plus but this is pretty much general i'm sort of going to be sort of a wet blanket because apple's intention with family plan is that a mom and a dad and their two three four five kids are included in the plan and as a family unit the father and mother are in charge of the credit card and what their kids do it's not intended for you to um, put you and five of your drinking buddies on so you all are sharing uh, you know apple music at no cost instead of apple making sixty dollars a month they're only making ten dollars a month so you're kind of cheating them out of their due commerce that is the intention of their program Barring that, one possible way you could have it work, they can purchase you, your parents can purchase you some iTunes gift cards at the grocery store or Sam's Club or whatever and you load them to your account so they buy 20 bucks worth, you load it on your account. Every time they buy something, you just keep a mental note or use a note in your phone it says, oh, they used 2 bucks of their 20 bucks, And when they've used it up, tell them to go buy some more iTunes cards. And there, you don't have to worry about it. Yes, they're charging your card, but you already put the iTunes credit on your account. They're actually prepaying you for any money that they need. So there you go.
0: All right. See you later. Thanks for the show. Thanks for the feedback. Greatly appreciated. Apple had their quarterly conference call. As you know, these quarterly calls are no longer near as fun now that Apple stopped reporting unit sales numbers for iPhones. But given that the ASPs are up for the iPhones and the overall dollar sales are way, way down year over year, it was a lot less units year over year sold this year for the iPhones. iPhone revenue was $31.1 billion last quarter. The year-ago quarter, it was $37.6 billion. It means there was a 17.2% decline in revenue dollars. Again, given the last time they gave ASPs, they were over $100 greater than the year prior. We would assume the same here, meaning the numbers of iPhones sold last quarter was at least 25% less than the year prior. Or somewhere around 39 million iPhones sold last quarter versus 52.2 million sold in the year ago quarter. Analysts were expecting around 42 million iPhones sold last quarter. No way, no way they hit that number. Overall revenue was 58 billion versus 68.1 billion the year ago quarter, a drop of 3.1 billion, or about 5% decline. However, Wall Street expected lower revenue at 57.4 billion, and Apple exceeded that number. Wall Street expected earnings per share to be around $2.36 per share. Instead, Apple beat the street again with $2.46 earnings per share. If you look at the geographic breakdown of where revenue came from, there was a lot of talk about China slowdown. And yep, that talk is accurate. China was $10.2 in revenue last quarter versus $13 billion in the year-ago quarter. So... billion of the 3.1 billion drop in revenue can be directly attributed to China. That said, there was also a drop in Europe down to 13.1 billion from 13.8 billion in the year ago. In the US, however, there was an increase of 25.6 billion versus 24.8 billion in the year ago quarter. Japan was basically flat year over year. Okay, now back to devices. Macs were down a little bit revenue wise, 5.5 billion versus 5.8 billion in a year ago. iPads, however, were up to 4.9 billion versus 4 billion, almost a 25% increase. iPad sales get a silver star. Wearables, home, and accessories, that category, i.e., all other physical items, not an iPhone, iPad, or our Mac. They were up to 5.1 billion versus 3.9 billion a year ago. So, nice increase there. And then finally, the gold star goes to services. It was up to 11.5 billion versus 9.9 billion a year ago. Still, it is the iPhone analysts tend to just care about. And many of them already did a much more detailed unit sales calculation that was better than my back of the napkin one. And that is what articles will likely focus on in the coming weeks, the roughly 25% decline year-over-year year in unit sales. On the plus side, anyone that has Apple stock, the dividend is going up again, and this time it'll be $0.77 cents per share. That comes, that goes up from the previous $0.73 cents per share. Apple has increased the dividend over seven times in the past seven years. Actually, if you had one share of Apple stock seven years ago, it would now be seven shares. And over those seven years, you would have collected over $80 in dividends from that single share. Per the conference call, Tim Cook mentioned there are now over 1.4 billion active Apple devices, that iPad growth was the best in six years. Yay, iPads. Apple's cash on hand now sits at a paltry $25.4 billion, Down 8% from last quarter, or $8 from last quarter. And once you take out debt and other items, it really means the real cash hoard on hand is just, just $113 billion. Tim did say that New York City's MTA will roll out Apple Pay support in early summer. And shocker, AirPods are supply constrained again. Mid-May will be when iOS 12.3 goes goldmaster. We know this because Tim said Apple TV's app, the new update, is coming in mid-May. And that's part of iOS 12.3. So I looked at some of the titles of posts from the financial sites right after the conference call. And they were, mm, Apple, first look, a monster's comeback. Apple earnings, keeping, keep the rally going. Apple back in the game. So there's three, all very positive. I was looking at others, also all very positive. And it's always, when everyone gets all positive on Apple, it really worries me. Okay, I did some additional searching and I found this title of a post from Mobile World Live. Quote, Apple seeks solace in iPad as iPhone woes persist. Ah, now I feel better. Knew there had to be a negative one out there. FYI. In aftermarket trading, Apple was up over $210 a share, so it's up a 5% over about a $10 uh, rise for the day in after-hour tradings. Not quite back up to the $1 billion market cap. I think they have to get around $212, $213 uh, dollars a share to hit the $1 billion market cap, but pretty darn close to $1 billion market cap. Oh, a trillion, sorry, one trillion, not the one trillion market cap, not one billion, one trillion market cap with a T. I'm going to make this one a little short because I wanted to get the update out today around Apple's latest quarterly report. I've been slacking on that in the last few quarterly reports. So we're going to get this ap- a- episode out. I, I do have the Ask Siri coming here. But for the next episode, let me know your thoughts on iOS 13. Tim mentioned we're about five weeks out from WWDC. What do you want to see in iOS 13? Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or hit us up at todayinios at gmail.com. Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: Sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm learning Dothraki. Sek. Minem Nisa. Hajas.
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: Yes. I've asked Jon Snow for some hints, but he knows nothing.
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: Calendar Morgulis.
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: That's a starkly personal question.
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: I am the watcher on the walls. Either that, or on your Apple TV. Whichever is closer.
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: A user has an assistant.
0: Do you watch Game of Thrones?
4: Who, me? Siri, first of its name, Siri Silicon, born of house apple, ruler of the alarms and reminders, guardian of the calendar appointments, keeper of the ontologies, flipper of coins. Yes, I am watching.
0: Thanks again to StoryWorth for sponsoring this episode. Mother's Day is almost here. Get your mother and your family the best Mother's Day present ever. Please go to storyworth.com TII to save $20 off when you subscribe. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a comment or question per something said on the show. It can be a question or a rant about something else. An app or product review, good or bad, as long as this is iOS-related, it is welcomed. Or uh, about Game of Thrones. Uh, I am always looking for new artwork to feature that you created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, don't forget to check out our moderated MeWe community by going to todayinios.com community. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, please email me. If you want to get your iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free, uh, just send it to today in ios.gmail.com, I'll tell you what you need to do. Finally, check out the TI app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TI is released. It is also fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the Ti app or get the update. Until the next time. I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Lipson.com and part of the Lipson Media Network. If you are looking for podcast hosting, go to Lipson.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for hosting for your podcast and creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can be found everywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Overcast, Stitcher, and everywhere else you listen to audio.